Are you ready for the end of the world? Listen to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. The circle of family, the circle of friends, the circle of being. Wake up and be healthy and therefore wealthy to the peace and joy of Mother Earth. Listen to your community spirit every Friday morning from 10 to 10.30. You are listening to Your Community Spirit, the show about caring, sharing, and preparing for the changes needed in the world as we know it. Let's bring back the circle again. Well, I'm going to repeat it, huh? Yes. <laughs> I'm so used to not having the promo. That cr- promo kicks my butt, especially <laughs> when I play it with some drums in the background. Doom, 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 so. doom, doom. Yes, and in the new, uh, the new studio here at WDBX, it's the, the, we have good speakers, and we can hear what we're actually doing over the air. <laughs> it's very nice. We're very grateful. So I want to reiterate, because I do believe that the new world problem isn't going to be about oil, isn't going to be about energy. It's going to be about water. Yes. So very much I believe that people should go to this workshop on water rights, what to do, issues, and actions, the human right to water. Patricia Jones, attorney specializing in international water use, will be at the Carbondale Unitarian Fellowship tonight at 7.30 p.m., and then tomorrow from 9 until 12. For more information, 529-2439. Yes, and only when all of the water has run out will we realize that we can't drink oil. (laughs) I hope we can learn that before that. Before. Yes. So, happenings. Happenings. That's one good happening to start off our day. We also have a happening at the Big Muddy IMC. It's the Free Film Friday, and you you dodged the bullet this time on having to say Free Film Friday. <laughs> free Film Friday. There you go. But see, you said it first, and so I'm repeating, and it's a lot easier to do. Yeah. So this is a film, and the the title of this film is Invisible Children. The war in northern Uganda has gone on for 20 years. Children are abducted and forced to fight with the rebel army as child soldiers. For fear of being hunted down by the LRA, these children commute on foot every night to find safe places to sleep in their town centers. And to date, more than 30,000 children have been abducted and forced into war. So this is a film about that that issue and also about efforts to take action and do something about it. It's uh, put on by a group. The the As I understand it, the people who went here to film this were so touched by what's happened and what they observed that they started this nonprofit organization that's seeking to do something about the issue. So once again, that's tonight at 7 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC. That's at 214 North Washington Street in Carbondale. For more information, you can visit them at bigmuddyimc.org or call 457-8830. Also today, Rosetta Stone Bookstore will host an opening reception in their art gallery for the Women's Center of Carbondale's Art of Survival, Women, Healing, and the Arts. The reception will take place at Rosetta Stone Bookstore from 6 to 8 p.m. today, Friday, April 7th. Rosetta Bookstore is located at 214 West Freeman Street in the Campus Shopping Center in Carbondale. 
Now, the exhibit will last for the entire month of April in two locations, Rosetta Stone Bookstore in Carbondale and the Perk Place in West Frankfurt. Art of Survival, Women Healing in the Arts has two parts, an art exhibit and a publication of a book. It is a group exhibit of artworks by women survivors of violence who participate in the Art for Empowerment program at the Women's Center. The goal of this exhibit is to demonstrate the importance of art as a source of healing and empowerment. Selected works from the show will be included in a book, Art of Survival, Women Healing in the Arts. This 32-page publication will reflect on the reverence of art and aesthetic experience to life of woman and its impact on the betterment of the human spirit. It will focus on the transformational and empowering impact of the creative process through the works of women artists and survivors of abuse. The book will be issued this summer. Copies of the book will be distributed to social service agencies and university libraries throughout Illinois free of charge. So, for more information about Art of Survival, Women Healing, and the Arts, please contact Project Director Elka at 529-0213. Yes, sounds like another good happening. And for more happenings, we have one coming up tomorrow. That's on Saturday tomorrow at 7 p.m., Keep the Faith, Live Music Coffee House and Open Mic in benefit of the Interfaith Center. They started out this series last week, and things went pretty well. So they're going forward with a whole series of live music coffee house and open mic events in benefit of the interfaith. So this week's artists are guitarist Uncle Bob and keyboardist Ed Van Auken. This is on the corner of Grand and Univers, oh, actually Grand and Illinois Avenue in Carbondale. It's at 7 p.m. tomorrow, and the doors open 6:30 or so. They have a. In addition, last week it was the musical performers themselves. This time they also have open mic opportunities. They have at seven o'clock. They're kicking it off with Ed Van Auken. Then at around seven thirty, they do some open mic, which you can show up early to sign up for. You can read a poem, play a song, do your little interpretive dance. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then at eight they have Uncle Bob on the solo guitar. Then at Eight 8.40 or so, they have the open mic one last time, and then Uncle Bob finishes up the evening at 9. The suggested donation is $5, and there will be refreshments such as coffee and tea available for a suggested donation of a dollar. So you're invited to come and visit this community center and have a good time. So also artists who are interested in performing can come as well or communicate with them. You can talk to Vince at 618 618- Five two seven eight zero two nine, or email him at vincecdale at yahoo.com. Sounds like an exciting good time. And actually, they have already scheduled um, happenings throughout the whole month of April, um, every Saturday night and um, at 7 p.m. in the Interface Center. Um, they are looking, again, for um, bands and musicians Otherwise, come join in the fun and help keep the faith. So, we've been talking about this, but I want to reiterate it. Citizens unite to save Hickory Lodge. The Park District intends to sell Hickory Lodge and its grounds. This gift to you, the Carbondale community, cannot be allowed to slip away. How you can help. 
contribute to their legal defense fund to block the sale at online at www.hickorylodgepark.org. You can contribute to their tax-deductible fund to purchase the park and lounge, lodge, make checks payable to Save Hickory Lodge and send them to Save Hickory Lodge, P.O. Box 44, Carbondale, Illinois, 62903. Or for more information, you can attend meetings to to Save Hickory Lodge on Saturdays at 2.30 p.m. in the back room of the Long Branch Carbon coffee house in Carbondale. Yes. I almost said Long Branch Carbondale. <laughs> yes, and if you've never been out to that place, you can go out and check out Hickory Lodge itself and the beautiful park area. You go to the northwest side of town and there's just this this beautiful green space. And you might not even notice it if you're not already aware of it, but it's there and it's definitely worth doing something about. Well, most people, I mean, it looks like there's a mansion on it. And yeah. so... Most people drive past it and think it's a private residence because it's got, like, the two gates, the door, you know, the gate in and the gate out. Yeah. And most people look at it. It's, like, got, got the wall, and they look in there, and they see this mansion, and they don't realize that this is public property. Yeah. That this is the park district. Our park district owns this, and therefore anybody can go, and there is woods and grass and... Um, it is right almost across the road from the National Guard Armory. Yeah. So. Um, and they even have critters there, too. I've. What did I hear about? I think it might fox. have been. Yeah, Ed Van Auken, I think, was saying this. So the fox, they've sighted fox there. And, of course, you know, squirrels and such. So it's a beautiful little habitat. You have another happening? Um, I don't. I have one for in my head for this coming Wednesday. But let's see. Okay. So coming up Wednesday at, oh, <laughs> I had it in my head. <laughs> I believe Wednesday at 6 p.m. Yes, Wednesday at 6 p.m. at the Big Muddy IMC, we're holding a new event called the Community Circle. This is an effort to bring together people in the community, the Southern Illinois regional community, who share in common ecological and social values, and it's happening this coming Wednesday at 6. The idea is to bring together a bunch of different individuals and groups who have a lot in common and want to form a sort of a positive vision for the community, like coordinating each other's events and learning from each other about what's going on and finding ways that we can all cooperate to take off these really positive community organizations that currently exist and bring them together into a cohesive community. So that's this coming Wednesday, 6 p.m., the Big Muddy IMC space. We plan on turning it into a whole series, but the first one is coming up next week. You should put that information on soilcommunity.org. Yeah, I should, actually. I haven't gotten to that yet, but, yeah, soilcommunity.org, I can put it there as a as a news story. What is it? Uh, soil for Southern Illinois, <laughs> yeah. community.org. So soil community, be the community, be the... What was it? Be the soil that grows the community. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I almost forgot to uh, put an announcement for today. Today is the end of Africa Week. The theme for this year's Africa Week is unity. The goal of the, this week's events are to promote dialogue among Africans and Americans and engage in a cultural exchange between Africans and the Southern Illinois community. 
They hope that the program not only raises awareness about the social and cultural differences, but highlights those things that unite us. Well, today, Friday, April 7th, from 6.30 to 9 p.m., there is an African culture show. Um, About 20 different groups will be involved in putting on, well, African culture shows from many different countries in Africa. I don't know if you're aware of that, but there is more than 50 countries in Africa. I I didn't want to say exactly because it does fluctuate sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, A few countries have grown. So, again, that's 6.30 to 9 p.m. today in Ballroom D of the Student Center on SIU campus. Yes, and we also have one more happening, and this is regarding the proposed Walmart. Murfreesboro will be holding a rezoning hearing for the proposed annexation area on Monday, April 10th. Murfreesboro has proposed to rezone the entire area as highway commercial, even existing home sites of people who oppose the annexation, even the graveyard and the floodplain areas. There is a new map of the proposed annexation along with an analysis showing the lack of commercial land at www.friendsfairgrowth.org. If you live in or near the proposed annexation, you have a legal right to speak against the rezoning. You can also simply present a written statement. A written statement alone is just as good as speaking. So if you live on Country Club Road in particular, you may be allowed to present a statement, and those folks in and adjacent to the annexation have a clear right, but the lawyers of the group believe that those living on Country Club, even a mile or more south of the spot, may also be allowed to speak because of the traffic impacts. So it's important that everyone is able to get all of their objections in at this hearing, as there may not be a second chance, and this is a chance to go on the record as opposing the development, or, you know, it's it's your choice what you want to say about the development. <laughs> <laughs> Those folks not living near the annexation on Country Club are not considered directly impacted and cannot present statements. Wham! <laughs> Wham! <laughs> so that's uh, coming up on Monday. And for more information on that, friendsfairgrowth.org. And I actually do have another happening. Three-day workshop, Introduction to Permaculture. Become familiar with the basic concepts of permaculture. Echo agriculture, organic gardening, and farming practices and appropriate technology. Um, the three-day workshop is April 28th through 30th. More information, permacultureproject.org. Yes, permaculturing the planet. Come on, people, ain't you tired of this Politicians smile, but they're full of it. They got a body, but I don't know what the flesh holds. Seems like they ain't got them on a threshold. Dollar signs in the eyes is the signal. They got a house, got a yacht, got a condo. And all the while, really though, most of the people still living so far. Hanging no food on the table. Still others caught up in American fable That the Democrats are better than Republicans But with the last lucky thing What we need is to change the system And if we're talking loud enough they got to listen Cause we need it, we agree What do we agree on? We agree that if the people lead 
the leaders will follow. That's yes. what the, <laughs> that was supposed to be the message we of that agree. song. This is this is my favorite CD, and now it's all worn out. I've played it so much. Yes, that, time to take it to the CD recycling. That's Tony D. He also sings that song, Organic. Yes, I won't panic if it's organic. Give me natural foods that I just can't stand it. <laughs> so, we actually are going to get to the news. Da-da-da-da. 22 senators call for Renewable Energy's full funding for federal year 2007. RenewableEnergyAccess.com A bipartisan coalition of senators led by Idaho's Mike... That's his name? Yes, that's his name. How do I pronounce it? I don't know it? how you pronounce it. Crapo, Crapo, I want to say... C-R-A-P-O. <laughs> okay, Mike Crapo. And I, I was... Uh, Tom Harkin is asking Senate appropriators to ensure that programs improving renewable energy production receive the full funding possible in the coming fiscal year. Quote, The Section 9006 program has already helped to produce more than 170 million gallons of a year of ethanol and biofuels and more than 300 megawatts of wind power. The 150 energy efficiency project have saved American millions of dollars in energy costs. We must continue this record of success to work for energy independence, end quote. Mike Crapper, U.S. Senator from Idaho. Continuing the quote, we urge you to fully fund the valuable uh, Section 9006 Renewable Energy and Energy Efficiency Program improvements program for federal 2007 and then the, the rest of this article degrades into lots of numbers yes lots of numbers but basically trying to actually have money for renewable energy the letter dated march 24th notes that section 9006 of the 2002 farm bill expanded the use of renewable energy such as wind solar power ethanol and biodiesel so Yes, somehow I suspect that uh, Mike Crapo's next ecological effort will involve composting toilets. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I wasn't going to say it. You weren't going to go there, but I had to go there, didn't I? Okay, so let's see. In other news... Did you read the one about the Mennonites? Uh, no. Oh, yes, I see that here. Good Mennonite and good luck. <laughs> Uh-oh, we got a tornado watch. We got a tornado watch for Jackson County from the weather state. So yes. that was what the beeping was about. Yes, so beep, 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 beep. It's just favorable for the development. See, I quit playing that sun mu- music, and the sun went away, and now we're going to have tornadoes. Yeah, well, you just got to play that all day. I wore out the CD, though. So, <laughs> all right, about Mennonites. Okay, in other news, good Mennonite and good luck. Discovery of oil in Belize leads to craziness all around. A few years ago, a Mennonite farmer in Belize dug a well looking for water and found something else entirely. Black gold. Texas tea. Oil, that is. In a country where it had never been before discovered. This brought on a private firm which hit the jackpot. 
three wells of petroleum, so sweet and light. So sweet and light. Yes, so sweet, so tangy. <laughs> the tractors could run on the unprocessed crude. Wow. Wow. Just I didn't know take that was it, possible. I didn't know it was either. Just take it right out of the ground, slap it in your tractor, you're good to go. Except the Mennonites, do they have tractors? Well, <laughs> let's find out. Some of them do. Some of them do. But the government's share from production of 60,000 barrels a day could cover the debt-strapped country's national budget. How much oil is in them thar hills? Nobody knows yet, but Greens are disconcerted by the economy's turn from ecotourism to petrobiz. They fear spills and land degradation. Meanwhile, the 1,700-strong Mennonite community, which owns the oil-rich land, fears that its way of life may be disrupted. You think? You think, huh? And they have hired an advisor... As they've hired as an advisor an American who once served time in the slammer for bankruptcy fraud. <laughs> Let the downward spiral begin. Straight to the source, Los Angeles Times, 5th of April, 2006. Huh. Black gold, Texas tea. Yeah, Mennonites are very... They really think about their community, I think, even more than Native Americans. So we'll have to follow this story closely. So... How not to prove your innocence. BP, or British Petroleum, under criminal investigation for oil pipeline problems in Alaska. When your massively profitable oil company is under criminal investigation by the U.S. government for possible violations of the Clean Water Act, it's not a good idea to spill tens of thousands of gallons of crude into the Alaskan tundra. So... (laughs) Oopsie, at BP. (laughs) It turns out that the federal regulators have for several months been investigating the company's oil pipeline management on Alaska's North Slope, and that probe has now been expanded to include the early March rupture of March's operated pipeline. Caused by internal pipe corrosion, the spill spilled anywhere from 134,000 to 267,000 gallons of oil and may rank as the largest north slope spill ever. The company may also face criminal charges over an explosion at a Texas City plant last year that killed 15. Current and former workers say the company skimped on staffing and maintenance, which, if true, could pose some very, very awkward PR problems. BP posted a record net profit of $22.63 billion, with a B, last year. Straight to the source, the Wall Street Journal, the 6th of April, 2006. Especially with BP doing a lot, a lot of PR, saying that they are, uh, BP stands for Beyond Petroleum, that yes. they are a very green company, that they are, um, anyway. Yes, Beyond Petroleum, maybe not quite yet, but... We'll see how it goes. Yep. <laughs> so let's see. In oh, where did it go? Oh, here we go. In other news, what'll they do now? Waddle they do now? <laughs> Global warming also affects no, no penguins. Not penguins. Not the penguins. Need a new weapon in your arsenal against global warming skeptics? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Try baby penguin fuzzy wuzziness. Oh yeah. Uh fuzzy wuzziness of baby penguins yes according to a new study penguins and other antarctic seabirds are nesting and laying eggs later than they did half a century ago 
and scientists blame the usual culprit. <laughs> In eastern Antarctica, overall sea ice has declined, while local cooling has extended more than a month longer into the spring, unlike in the Arctic, where it's melting earlier. This has contributed to a decline in the little marine organisms that serve as penguin food, which in turn has caused the bird's nesting date to move back, since, as we all saw in March of the penguins, they need to build up food reserves for the heroic feat of egg-laying. So far, the penguins seem to be chilling, yeah. so to speak. <laughs> but scientists caution that failure to adapt to climate changes could mean bad news for the cutesy-wootsy little snuggums. <laughs> You're just saying that. Yes, cutesy-wootsy. Straight to the source? Ahem. Ahem. <laughs> you forgot the ahem. <laughs> yes. MSNBC.com and BBC News, 4th of April, 2006. So, poor little penguins. Let's not have them all go extinct. Here I get to say something exciting. Up the arsenic. <laughs> Chicken with arsenic, a daily part of American diet. You may be getting a significant dose of poison with your chicken and sticks. Chicken sticks. Arsenic is a U.S. government-sanctioned supplement to chicken feed. It's used to kill pesticides and to promote growth. Despite being a known carcinogen and being implemented in other diseases, although the average chicken's... American chickens' consumption has increased threefold since 1960 to about 87 pounds of arsenic a year. The FDA-approved tolerance level of 500 parts per billion of arsenic in chicken has not been updated in decades. What's more, soils contaminated with arsenic from chicken manure fertilizer are being grown to are used to grow other foods, and chicken litter containing arsenic is used as feed for other animals. <laughs> oh. Limit your exposure by buying organic or antibiotic-free chicken. Or, you know, you could just stop eating meat. Straight to the source, the New York Times, the 5th of April, 2006. Let's see. Oh, so there's, oh, there's so many interesting ones here. Uh, should I go for the faster circuit boards or the Brad Pitt? <laughs> Got... Faster circuit boards using chicken feathers and Brad Pitt hosting a PBS series. Or the, there's organic vodka coming. No, go for Brad Pitt. Yes, let's go for Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt hosts a PBS series on green design. Indeed, the talented and, forgive me if you don't share my enthusiasm, totally hot actor will be narr narrating Design E2, a series about the economies of being environmentally conscious. Set to air in June, the program, quote, explores the most complex issues facing our environment, from green architecture to water culture to organic farming to recycled clothes. Each episode tackles one of these topics in depth and examines the challenges, but most importantly, the solutions and the visionaries driving them. Lest my swooning give you the misimpression that this series is a fluff take on the eco-principles we all hold so dear, you can check out the intriguing trailer. You can see this at the Design E2 website. That's www.design-e2.com. Sounds really interesting and pretty substantial for something led by a mainstream Hollywood actor. Well, it is on PBS, though. Yes, PBS, which often brings interesting programs. Well, this has been another, hopefully, exciting <laughs> and informative your community spirit. If you didn't get the chance to listen to the whole show, 
we are online at yourcommunityspirit.org. And at there, you can email me or to Energymon. Or you can email me, treesong at treesong.org. Ah, see, I didn't tell my secret email. You have to go to the website to find out my email. Yes. <laughs> so I hope to, well, I was going to say see you again next week or at least talk to you again next week. This has been, hey, the sun's coming out. I wonder if that means the tornadoes are leaving. Hmm. Or maybe they're just excited that we're done talking. Yes, the sun is excited and we get to go out and play in the sunshine.